All right, here we are with Star Trek Adventures Intergalactic Season 1, Episode 3, The Phage. I am Devin the Storyteller, and it is December 2017. To my left, we have X playing Y and your rank. Nicole playing uh, Ivic Durrell, the Chief Medical Officer. Uh, Peter Astanax Quack, the Chief Security Officer. And Ian playing Takis, the uh, Chief of Engineering and the Operations Manager. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kevin cannot be here today as well. He currently has the flu. So, last session was time and again. What happened, gang? We went to a planet, stopped the idiots from blowing themselves up, shot a guy, or beat up a guy, shot a thing, saved the day. We shot the black hole generator, we did it the Jane way. Yep. The Jane way. Shooting things is the answer, always. Yep. And if you can't shoot it, shoot it twice. Punch it. <laughs> if you can't shoot it, send Harry Kim at it to die. To breathe yeah. no more. Yep. Peter's character... Tanax. Tanix, the Klingon, uh, received three reputation points. If you play Star Trek Adventures, that means something to you. <laughs> He's like halfway to getting a promotion. Yes. Uh, is that everything? Do we do the recap? Uh, we also made first contact with the planet as yes. a... Yes. The coda for that episode is that when Voyager arrived in orbit, they made first contact, and they gave them real warp technology and guidelines and stuff. Warp uh, technology? They already had it! Okay. Oh my god, you were there! They were really close to... They literally had warp technology. They were building warp cores. You fucking fuck... Ah, you made me swear! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Devin. It's not a difficult feat, but... <laughs> Anyway, yes, totally legal first contact was made with the plant that had already was shown to be warp capable. And they were fixed and uplifted and given all the tools they needed to not blow themselves up like they were doing the last time. And got some fuel from them. Yeah, so you got the materials you need. You stayed about a week in orbit. Yep. So moving on from that, uh, we are now at the Phage. It's been a couple weeks later. You guys are heading to a rogue planetoid that your faithful uh, ship sidekick Neelix pointed you towards. It's just full of dilithium. It's just there's dilithium for days in there. That's good. Yeah. He is currently on the planet on the planetoid surface with Commander Chicote and some other crewmen uh, looking for the dilithium. Perfect. So, cut to the Voyager. There's a rogue planetoid. In the background, in the foreground is Voyager, that sideways view you get. We zoom in to the back to the shuttle bay and then move over to one of the cargo bays. Its shelves are lined full of shells that have buckets in them, and the buckets have plants in them, and the plants have slurry in them because it's a hydroponics bay. This grows spices, small fruits and vegetables, not enough to feed the crew, but enough to supplement the ration packs you're having so you can have fresh food with your ration packs. And no soil inside because this is hydroponics. Yeah, there's no goddamn soil. <laughs> Just like in that episode, the, 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 the cloud, the eye of the needle, whatever. The episode where Kess gets soil samples from Sick Bay for the hydroponics bay. That's the previous, the previous episode. Two episodes ago. If you know science. You Parallax. Know. Parallax. So many things wrong with that sentence. Anyway, there's shelving, there's plants growing, it's a hydroponics bay. The middle has tables, 
glass top tables with sad gray brown chairs that are made of plastic. Crewmen and officers move to and fro with plates full of ration packs that have been like, you know, cooked and heated up and stuff because the replicator system doesn't have enough power to make food right now. People are on rations. It's supplemented by vegetables. There's a galley nearby that Neelix converted into a galley of this cargo bay where a crewman is furiously cooking over a walk to make a nice side of fresh veggies for people. The three of you are by a table. It's separate from a lot of the other people just because they're keeping a wide berth from the senior officers. It's just not proper to sit down with the senior officers. It's you three and I don't know, maybe Tom Paris if I feel like it. Nick Locarno. I was going to say. Nick Locarno. Um, yeah, I think that's all the setup we need. Okay. For the three of you. <clears throat> so, Tags, do these with vegetables? Yeah. Better than surviving the jungle. Yeah. I could use some yamak sauce. Most things can use some yamak sauce. I'll see about programming the replicators with the, with the recipe. With code. Recipe. With the recipe. I've gotten used to adding it into you know federation databases. Mm. Well, it's always good to have different flavors and spices. Mm. It works really well with asparagus. Mm. Flavor matches perfectly. Interesting. You should try it. I will have to. Mm. Thank you. So, how are we doing on the power situation with the Takis? Much better, thanks to uh, your efforts on the planet. Mm. Uh, we are, yeah, looking a lot better. I was getting worried there for a little bit. We, we almost could have been actually stranded in space. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's going to be nice to get something out of those people. It was so primitive that they didn't really want to go to space. They decided to build the ionosphere rather than even launch satellites for their communication. They're so. I don't remember them hating space. I just. Well, they were remarking that, oh, going to space is such a you know, fool's errand that you shouldn't be pursuing that. You know, I heard that exactly from one of their engineers. Mm. They're probably afraid. Yeah. Space is big and intimidating, and if you don't quite have the tech, it's Many easier to spirit. act like you don't want to go than to fail at the tempting. Yeah. Plus all the planets in their solar system were blown up. That's, Plus all the yes. planets in their solar system were blown up. Although, I mean, that's all the more reason yeah. to go to space in case yours gets blown up. Yeah, yeah it depends on how you look at it. Different uh. cultures, different ways. It is weird that they had such technology and yet didn't even try anything. I will agree. Yeah. They also didn't seem to understand the technology they had. No. They didn't understand that it was that the crash ship was a ship. <laughs> yes, that's true. Or some of them did, but weren't telling others. I'm it, not sure. I don't I wasn't know. There. there was yeah, Rinix was giving me a report on it after and it was interesting. It seemed like they were covering it up almost, or someone covered it up a long time ago, and now nobody, those who actually knew the truth are all dead? I, I don't know. 
interesting planet. It seemed like some Black Ops site that was underneath <clears> the city <throat> that they discovered and just decided to build on top of it. Yeah. But, hmm. yeah. be interesting to see what other planets we come in contact with and learn about. It's a long way home. Hmm. We'll have mapped a lot of star data, which will be pretty cool. The Federation will be very pleased and crewman walks up to you he's in a yellow a gold uniform he's from engineering he's an engineering crewman he's a beta z he has dark black dull eyes he looks up with a bunch of data pads chief i have some more data pads for you about our recent findings oh thank you crewman thank you good excellent hello he leaves i'll start flipping through the papers and Crewman seems over. to have his stuff together. Seems like he can really get the job done. He is good. Yeah, he's he's doing well. Um, him and Bolana are working together on the night shift. How has he been integrating? I know he's he's one of the Marquis, and he has yeah. some interpersonal issues occasionally. But I've I've put a lot of the Marquis on similar shift, or at least you know I try not to have them alone on a shift so they know someone. Fair. I find it helps. Definitely, I don't want them to feel like they're they've been abandoned. That's yeah. So, how have you disciplined Bilala? Oh, she's been put on. Suitor leaves the mess hall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's been put on night shifts. So, yes, she has not less chance of causing problems because less people to interact with. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but they're working, so that's good. Hmm. I guess that's it. All right. So, uh, I guess as you guys wrap up your little dinner conversation, your com badge beeps at you, Nicole's character, whose name I totally remember. Ivik Durrell. Ivik. You gotta give me one name. Durrell. Durrell? Durrell. Yeah. Durrell. Durrell. Your combat badge beeps. Durrell. Chief medical officer to the med bay. It's an emergency. On my way. Medical emergency. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> it was Chakotay. <laughs> Actually, no, it was the EMH. So add more uh, to it. It was just a very clipped voice. Okay. Oh my god. It's background music. Pause. <laughs> Alright. Are you guys coming to sick bay or whatever? Or yeah, just... I'll come to sick bay. Why not? It's a slow day. I guess <laughs> it would have a feeling that might be a bigger emergency. Important character stuff's happening, <laughs> Klingon! Okay. Our important character columns are going off. <laughs> All right, you run out of the turbo lift into sick bay. The EMH is there. He is a he is a short, bald, sour-looking man. He's talking to Cass, getting her away from the medical area while he's totally dosing Neelix up. Neelix on the table, thrashing about, gasping, having a goddamn seizure. Nickel Carno's there, trying to hold him down. Jacote's there. At least he's not screaming. Doctor, was that the blood? Uh... What's it called? Blood gas infuser? 
No, I was having Mr. Locarno get one, but he seems to be taking a loyal. Uh, I don't see one. I'll well, go up to the replicator. Yeah, I'll replicate it. Head over. Image. Patient came in in a seizure, gasping, not aerating his lungs. It appears his lungs are missing. Are we gonna have to seal the incision wounds? Transporter and transporter remnants. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll dose him with the blood gas infuser. <laughs> um, that should Roll. give him about an hour. <laughs> Basic medical care. Yeah. He has about an hour. <laughs> oh. His lungs are are missing. DMH goes to maintain while yep. you go to do doctor stuff. So Nick Carno can get the fuck out of here. Damn it! Shoot! <laughs> it's, it's all you, Devin. Not to swear. <laughs> You don't swear in Star Trek. Was this a transporter accident? Jacote uh, moves over to you to tell you what happened. <laughs> we were looking for Dilithium on the rogue planetoid. He wandered outside of the exploration area and seems to have been attacked by some kind of energy weapon. Oh my. What kind of energy weapon? That's very advanced to be able to target specific organs. We were only away from him for, it only took us about a minute to catch up with him. By then they were, he was gone like this. I, I mean, have a question. He doesn't seem to have an opening wound here. Chief Medical Officer. Chief you? Engineer. You're the Chief Medical Officer. That's what I meant to say, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Assume I said that correctly in character. Um, what's your name here? Takis? Takis. 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 Yes. Do you know about transporters? I assume. Um, yes, I, I do actually quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> So, I just have an idea that just popped in my head right now. Literally right now, out of character as well. <laughs> so the transporters keep a record of when the person last went through them. Correct. Could we something something send him through and reinstigate that last instance? <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm literally like... Are you... You're talking combining replicator technology with transporter technology and using the transporter's data bank to align it properly. To align it and. Hey, I read about this at the Academy, Nick says, having read everything in the database. <laughs> okay. Uh, crew of the Enterprise. Uh, some of the senior officers went through a transporter accident, came out kids. They used the last known image of them to back them back, back up into adults. Could we use that in this scenario? This sounds like a viable... Something. I mean... Literally, I, I literally, out of character, I literally just thought of this right now. I'm like, wait, teleportation? We keep a buffer of their last thing. Well, their last thing was him being buffered back. So he well, before that. Previous yeah, no, we... We have we his records. We have logs in the transporters. Yeah. Um... Actually, I think they shuttled him because it was inside of a cave. But they teleported him back. Did they? Yeah. Because it's emergency. Either, either way, I, I do think yeah. they do have Straight previous records. Yeah. The... I, I could start trying to configure one of the replicators to the transporter. I don't even know if we need to use the I replicator. Like, because adults have Would more it? flesh than children and they were still able to just use That's a previous... That's true. Um, let me pull up some notes here. I'll just yeah. start, like... Look up, uh, oh. Lucardo, please help 
Yes. Tapius, um, look up those. Re- look up the records of that um... incident. Yes. Yeah, I did a course with Update Archive at the Academy. Sure. Because <laughs> that's actually a... He's literal god. Congratulations, Nicole. That was a good idea. <laughs> Just start going through stuff. And... Um, you guys scamper out of the room to the transporter room yep. before they do any wiping or clearing. Yeah. Assuming this doesn't work, um, we should have some kind of backup. We don't know where the aliens are who stole his lungs. I'm looking at you out of character, I mean, but I'm not actually looking at you. Did they evaporate his lungs or something? It was teleportation uh, technology. Um, but I mean, maybe they just, yeah, maybe just teleport them into non-existence. Um, powerful weapon. I mean, could they have just designated those lungs? We don't know how it looks on the inside, I suppose. We no, should send an away team down. Get, he points to you because you're chief security. Yeah. Get an away team gathered up. Class 4 weapons. We'll head down to the planetoid and search the area. Okay. I go off and... I'll leave you here, Doctor. I'm going to look up the medical records to... Um... The Star Trek TNG episode, Rascals? <laughs> That's actually not what I was looking up. I was going to look up to see if anyone on the ship would be a viable organ donor. I know out of character that no, but in character, I'm going to check, just in case. Because no. we have we have that, we have first plan, second plan. If, if that doesn't work, though, can we just swap the lungs over? But no, no Neelix's swamp rat physiology is incompatible with the good, clean version of the crew's biology. So what you're saying is don't outside with Neelix? No. His lungs are too complex. I mean, that I mean, nature of all of them to be dumb. I mean, he is <laughs> a punishment. hot air. <laughs> As a punishment, nature evolved his lungs to be too complex to be properly operated on. That's fair. That's <laughs> valid. This needs to be a plug device. Okay. Um, am I doing anything? Am I going to go with the... Well, as you're prepping your crew, you're going to Piplacarno, the EMH moves to you. Doctor. Yes, Doctor? Is it not possible for us to make use of some of the available organs we have on board? Unfortunately, um, Mr. Neelix's race, Talaxians, have a different lung structure than everything else. The um, airways are actually connected in with his spine at uh, three different points. I noticed that, but not found any. But I had not found any mention of this in our records. Is he a recently newly acquired species? Yes, he's the only of his kind that we've ever encountered. Are you not aware that we're in the Delta Quadrant? I have had a few hours of runtime since you took over as chief medical <coughs> officer. Right. Your outstanding credentials, notwithstanding. <laughs> it, may, it may have indicated to me that there was some sort of unconventional exchange program occurring. Yes. Um, quick run through. We've been teleported somehow to the Delta Quadrant, so we're going to be encountering a lot of different races that we've not encountered before. I have had Mr. Neelix's um, whole medical workup put on file, but we don't have any other, others of his species to compare against. That leaves synthetics out of the question. Unfortunately, though the research we do now could help a future member of his species develop a synthetic organ. Oh, definitely, but uh, it's gonna be not a very good consolation to uh, his girlfriend, wife, his spouse. Hmm. Also, different species. Yes. Back to (laughs) Neelix. Even different species. Yeah. He heads back to Neelix, yeah. who he has no knowledge of. Well, like, 
Like, he knows, but he doesn't know who this asshole is. Yeah. He's some hobo you brought on board. You brought into your sick bay. He was alluding to you were part of some sort of prisoners for jobs program. Me? Because you're a criminal. <laughs> you're a Maquis. You're a Cardassian Maquis fugitive. Your you're fucking personality, fudging personality profile is in the database where he's like, oh, the chief medical officer is a former criminal Cardassian war criminal. Doctor. Does anyone check the records, Mr. Security <laughs> Officer? He's like, oh, they're giving prisoners jobs. <laughs> you better watch yourself. <laughs> you better watch yourself, robot doctor. I can unplug you. <laughs> um, Reboot you. I can't think of anything else I can do right now. We have people looking I mean, into the different You could things. connect it to some sort of CO2 scrubber that plugs air to his thing so he doesn't have to be on iron lung. You're probably going to have to deal with him not uh, dying, because apparently that's a possibility this episode with his blood toxicity level going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't fudge, don't fudge that up. I'm assuming the blood gas infuser, I'm assuming you can't just keep using it. You and the EMH will be able to keep him stable, because you're both trained doctors and not Nick Lacarno. Mm-hmm. It seems insane that there's not some kind of, like... Like the dialysis machine only for oxygen. You guys have it. It's called a blood oxygen infuser. That's You're using like... it. But it only lasts for an hour. Yeah, because it's an emergency. His lungs are gone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so you and Nick McConnor are going through archive stuff. You're beaming down to the planet. Who are you bringing with you? Um, I are you guess. Bringing down their NPCs. I guess, yes. There we go. That's what Getting the band back together. Mm. Bring my, uh, yes. my weapons specialist. Yes, and your security. He'll be a specialist in these new weapons. She, yes. And bring my Maki doctor, who's a emergency medical oh. and trauma surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Uh, Ghost. Bring Lon Suter. <laughs> uh... So should I also bring my xenobiologist in to help with the thing? Because she's a xenobiologist. Careful, you're using up a lot of your NPCs this scene. Yeah. Also. And she's good with autopsy and biochemistry. <laughs> then that could be who you're playing instead of. Uh, nah, 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 no, no, you yeah. can bring your NPCs in as well. Yeah. But it burns through your available NPCs for the game. Yeah. Was well, the, the limit? I think you have a limit. You have a limit of on-screen special guest appearances. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like yeah. yeah, one per. Character? Oh no, this uh, limit for the starship plus only plus one from the. Uh, yeah, here, yeah. All right, cut to the rogue planetoid. It's a small moon or planet or. Pretty sure it's an asteroid. It's a large moon or small planet-sized structure that you are beaming inside the cave system to. Class M cave, atmosphere, oxygen, nitrogen mix. Perfect. So the people who've been downed are. Uh, Talax Quek. The senior security officer. Um, I am playing Ania Dulas, and I am a Maki Ensign. Doctor. <laughs> Medical doctor. Medical. I'm playing Corva Trial, who is a Maki weapons specialist. That is everyone. I don't know why I said it like that wasn't the end of the sentence. And there's it's various okay. backup ensigns, right? Probably not coming down. Here. Okay. No. He said it's some of the crewmen that were uh, involved in this uh, before. Okay. Yeah. Sure. He's coordinating with the captain on the on Voyager. No problem. Perfect. 
Okay. When okay, I guess we start searching the area. Right? Yeah, search the area. They they you of course are being right by where Neil's on this scene. Yeah. Beep 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 scanning. <laughs> One of the crew members, let's say Nick Carno. No, he's with you. Yeah. One of the crewmen is like, Sir Yes. Uh Commander Jacote was and I came through here. Uh Neelix was on the ground gas beam before we beamed up. Okay. This whole area was supposed to be littered with dilithium, and we're picking up dilithium energy sources, but there's no dilithium. Hmm. In any of this structure. That's strange. We think it might be, uh, Chakoti said it was a, uh, like a pitcher plant. I, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, well, we do start searching. Maybe some of those walls are hidden, walls are fake, or maybe just all the trapdoors, or some of their pathways here, so search every corner, I suppose. Did some roll for that? Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, people, so we have to start scanning. Um... Insight and engineering? Let's... Oh. Okay, we rolled some dice. Using a variety of different rolls and another, Peter got three successes, and the difficulty was one. Yeah. So, two go into the momentum pool, but he rolled a natural 20, which creates a complication. Thing ho. So you guys gather around one part of the cave and scan. After scan, triangulating, you realize there's something wrong with it. And you, I'm assuming, fire guns at it. Because it's yeah. a force field. Yeah, yeah. Like, even though that happened in the show, that's exactly what you want to do if you find a force field. Yeah. Anyway, shooting the force field down just reveals it was a holographic force field creation, and it goes down. And inside this dead cave is a red and uh, steel uh, structure built into this cavern. It's hmm. lit dimly and has mist coming out of it, and it's all coppery. Okay. I guess uh, it's me and Carvatral in the front, and everybody behind us and in front of us, too. Well, you talk. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sounds good. Let's go. Follow you guys. Okay. We go in the south. You start going, going in. It's a uh, low ceiling, kind of angled at the top, branching paths. Um, you head down one of them and find that it's a room. Large room. Looks like uh, it's some kind of lab. There are containers on the walls on shelving. The containers have pulsating, meaty-looking things in them, suspended in fluid. You're a doctor? Ansel Dula, what do you think of this? Uh, incredible. There's appears to be organs from all different types of species and entities, and... Wow. Any of them Neelix-shaped? Uh, <laughs> I'll pull out a little thing. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll start scanning. No, it appears not. Um, hmm. This is very interesting. I guess they steal the organs for some reason. Like... Maybe someone in the black market? Well, possible. These are well-preserved. I mean, they, they know what they're doing. They're... Okay, let's do a quick sweep and let's try finding them. Because they're still around. Your scans indicate that someone was in this room not too long ago, but left in a hurry. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Because they know. They're still here. Do I telepathically sense? You sense great stress in the area. 
They seem to be stressed. Do we sense something valuable in here? <laughs> you want to loot it? <laughs> I mean, if they have the well, tricolor plus gone? plus. You gotta shoot the guy. Oh, right. Uh, to okay. get that prize. Okay. Yeah. Um, we continue on our way, searching. Yeah. After scanning the room very thoroughly. There's all sorts of things here you could probably take back later. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Alright, moving through the hallway, uh, you guys are coming up on a life form. Setustan. <laughs> he's going up the stairs, there he is, he's in a long black trench coat. Shoot, 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 shoot. Shoot, Alright, I guess we have to pause and figure out how shooting guns work, because we've never done it before. Combat! Alright, combat time. So we're back, listeners. We were... We had to take a bit of a break to figure out combat, and it happened actually pretty quickly. So if you were listening for the combat rules, sorry. But it's a whole other subsystem that's a little dicey. Suffice to say, this poor alien that you shot in the back uh, took a lot of actual lethal damage by accident. So yeah, yeah. Carva missed and rolled a complication on that oh, giant no, weapon. Oh, did roll a complication. <laughs> Anya Duas rolled a hit and did... Five damage, which is enough to cause an injury, but he negated it with tread point being spent. And Talax rolled nine damage, which is enough to drop it below zero and to do five plus damage in one single hit, which is double non-lethal injury, which turns into a single lethal injury, I guess. Yep. And here we are. Someone needs first aid. Your complication. Oh man. All right. Higher or low for the uh, even or odd for the complication. Nicole. Pardon? Even or odd? Odd, because odd numbers are evil. Uh, I have to decide what even or odd even is. I don't even know why I asked you. Uh, <laughs> even it's bad for everyone, odd it's bad for one person. Which one? Which person? A person. One person. Odd. Which one did you pick? Everyone or one person? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about! One, she picked one person. Alright, so Evens odd, means one it's person. bad for everyone, odds means it's bad for one person. I think that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what you choose? Shh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just realized that doesn't mean anything. Is that even? That's probably for everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if it was odds, you would have vaporized the Vidian by accident. <laughs> Oh, I was I thinking, oh, I, maybe I got shot in the back. I No, we <laughs> were like, oh, dead. Just, oh, stun was the other option. <laughs> Instead, you shoot behind him and it hits uh, the rock face and uh, cracks the uh, the environmental seal on this asteroid. Oh, no. Oh, no. Air is escaping oh. into an unaired crevice because only parts of this... Lost asteroid were, you know, M-classed because obviously people were living here, duh. Okay. So I guess I rush over to take the guy away from this thing and... Oh, he looks like a monster. He's all... Oh. His, like, skin's all, like, patchwork. His eyes are all fudgy. Okay, okay quickly, you need to seal this up. Fix to beam up? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might have been more assailants, Anya. I, I'm a medical officer. Emergency beam up to sick bay? Is that where you beam me to sick bay? <laughs> yeah, probably. All like, right. What do you want me to do? I'm, I'm not qualified for this. You're not qualified to call this. 
That's gonna be a discipline in action. Later. You don't have Starfleet discipline drilled into you. Oh, be my sub! Yeah, I just. Uh, seven to sick bay? <laughs> seven people armed with weapons beam into your sick bay doctor with some sort of Frankenstein zombie monster in a trench coat with, like, I don't know, a wicked knife on his belt and a gun. Oh, a medical phaser. You mean your off button hypospray? <laughs> anyway, he's all. Medical phasers the... exist, though. I know. He's I know. injured. He needs. Uh, yeah, he's first limp aid. in the Klingon's arms. He needs all sorts of first aid. I'm gonna. Off button hypo spray him. He's already off. <laughs> He's dying. Okay. Yeah. Um. Gross. I'll start helping uh, you with. Yeah, I'll lay him out. And... Okay. We need environmental suits quickly on the double, and I guess the rest of the team. Chakotay to the security team. This is the security team. I don't know what you did down there, but a shuttle just launched from the planetoid. I guess that's the remainder. We have one of them on board. He's injured, and the environmental. Uh, Pressure got uh, bursted. All right, head up to the bridge to report. We, it's already going to warp. We need to pursue. Okay. Okay. Handle this. Handle this. All right, you're going up to the bridge. We dealt with the security thing. There's so many threat dice here. <laughs> All right, let's cut to the transporter room. <laughs> let me okay. let me pause. So, before the combat, we cut to the main transporter room on the USS Voyager. It's you and Nick Lacarno. A room yep. full of nerds. <laughs> well, uh, uh, one, hot, one hot shot pilot slash nurse slash criminal slash freedom fighter slash, slash naval ship expert slash warp engine theorist slash experimental ship designer slash lizard. Slash lizard man slash uh, banging Bologna Torres uh, slash most eligible bachelor slash most eligible daddy, and then there's your character, a big pile of shit. <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty much. The non-sleepy ninety-year-old. I gotta say, Chief, I don't know what I don't know how we're gonna pull this together for old Neelix. Even if we get the right records out of here, uh, what what do you think we're gonna do with them? I don't know, but if the Picard mission had anything to go off of, we could theoretically create almost a new form of replicator technology this way. Yeah, the Enterprises always have that kind of uh, those kinds of stories on them. There's a few about the original one. They're just crazy. The things they did with the tech on there. Yeah, almost a little too crazy sometimes. Maybe the stories have been embellished over the years. You know they found the chief engineer of the Enterprise, the original Enterprise? Really? Yeah, a couple years back when I was in the Academy, uh, uh, Montgomery Scott, they found him on a Dyson Sphere. You heard about that? Hmm. Vaguely. Yeah, they found a superstructure out somewhere in the Beta Quadrant, and uh, yeah, Scotty Shell crashed on it. He was stuck in the transporter buffer in a... Hey... Scotty played with the transporter buffer and kept him and another ensign in there for 70 years. <laughs> mm. It's a suspended animation. So you're saying we could just suspend an animation the crew and keep traveling? Keeping... Close. <laughs> Close, Chief. Uh, ensign Franklin didn't survive that. Oh. That's that. I would have led with that, but uh, <laughs> yes. 
But uh, hey, if we can't get Neelix's lungs back, just stick him in the buffer. That's possible. <laughs> yeah. Until Wouldn't we he get... rematerialize when we got a solution? Yeah. Quite possible. I mean, how hard would it be to bash together a dilithium generator? You know, we we have the uh, the 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 we have the uh, the Cochrane. We ripped out its data core, and its isolinear processor for uh, getting out of that uh, that singularity. Yeah. Could it has its own independent warp core? Okay. We set up a rudimentary transporter system on there. We set the warp core to just keep the buffer refreshed. Remove degradation. Scotty's granddaughter did a bunch of reports on it and actually uh, refined the project. Hmm. Like she actually refined it as a, as a, as a case study after she touched base with him on it. Yeah. No, that could work. We just throw him into the uh, into the Cochrane's buffer and leave him there until we have a solution. It's independent. Okay. Ship loses power. We'll be fine. The dilithium reactor is pretty efficient. I think you and I could kick out a few uh, percentages out of there to make sure it doesn't require any more. Or, fuel than, than normal. Okay, let's get on that. And then while that handles Neelix in the meantime, then we can get back to... Yeah, let's see if we can pull his pattern out of here. Yes, yes. I just remembered that episode off the top of my head. Because <laughs> we were talking about rascals. Plot holes, damn you. It's not a plot hole. <laughs> it comes up in later track. Plot hole, damn you. <laughs> That's cool that we can put him in the buffer, but... You have an independent power source. Can we do the thing that we were originally talking about? Yeah, no, yeah, that's what you guys are working on now. We're okay, because it's, like, it's like, let's try to fix him with the transporters, and he's like, let's just put him away in the transporters. It's like, <laughs> that's not what yeah, we're I mean, doing. Like, it comes when we go, hmm. I understand that sentiment, but... It does not mean I won't have to speak with him every month, and he'll be away on my hair, and then it's not unethically killing him or putting him away from the brick forever. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Alright, so what do you want from the uh, transporter room? As you and Nick Lacarno um, are pulling out isolinear processors and chips. One. Records of his lungs. Him and transported with lungs, I guess. Oh, Ian, so his last man. good known, last known good back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ian, you in the lungs again? Always, <laughs> always. right? <coughs> um, yeah, yeah. We got something here from his last beam down. Okay. Let's see. Can we reverse engineer a way to set him up in the transporter and then retransport him with the backup lung? The Enterprise's transporter from the records here show that they had a lot of more power and a lot more resources. But our transporter is much more sophisticated. Yeah. So maybe if we had more power, we could just force it. Yeah, we could take um, a look at that. I guess, I guess what we could... I mean, you have so much of the mother other than you lie about. If you taste All right, the we're back. Nicola Carner rolled a natural 20 and fudged up and created a complication. Yep. You rolled four successes, three over. Yeah. So three into the momentum pool. You guys pull out a perfect, like, copy and are able to extrapolate a transporter pattern of Neelix when he had his lungs. Nick uh, pulls up the, the case log and it's like, oh, this isn't going to work at all. What? Oh, the reason that this worked on the Enterprise, and I forgot completely about this, I only took the course once, uh, you know, start from the history, Yeah. Um, was that the crew members, the senior officers that were involved, had 
their DNA altered by the transporter and had the, the ends of their DNA strands stripped out that accounted for aging. And all they did was accommodate and load those back in to make them adults. They didn't actually replace any organs. Hmm. They manipulated their DNA structure with the last known pattern. We can't rebuild the organs. None of this will work. I mean, unless... You know, I have an idea. <laughs> See, Neelix isn't compatible with any crew members on board, right? Yes. But what if we were to insert Some an food. organ pattern into his trans into his into his biology in the transporter stream? You know, when you're debugging so, isolinear chips and you slip in a driver during the installation process. Yeah. So we just do that. Do his DNA to make him have human-like lungs? I mean, the closest approximation to Neelix's species would technically be Vulcan physiology. And we have a Vulcan in the morgue. Hmm. That could work. <laughs> yeah, no, that... <laughs> oh. I think we could make that work. We could store him in the buffer on the uh, on the Cochrane, you know, talk to the doctor. And, and... captain. Yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> hey, I, I don't see why not. Or we need to get this... approval for this. I mean, it's an emergency. It's life or death. Mm, that's he only has like 20 minutes left to live. Fair enough. Okay, well, we'll talk to the doctor and see. Yeah, because I, 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 I don't know much on medicine with that one course I took in molecular biology, but... I'm almost certain this can't work without an X-Factor. Yes, that's why I was uh, suggesting earlier hooking up the replicators. Because, as I said, they, they need, all. Well, we need a yes, third but element. The thir that being, as you say, we could use one of the bodies from the morgue. But we will have to talk to the doctor and possibly the captain. Yeah, all right. Perfect complication. Nick Lacarno suggests something insane. You have to shuffle the episode order. <laughs> Just screaming. Pull out Tuvix's cold, dead body. Tuvok's cold, dead body. Well, you know, it's just a dead body. It doesn't matter. Plus, you don't have Tuvok's body. You have a Vulcan body. Tuvok. You never got Tuvok or Janeway's body. Aww. You never saw the body. <laughs> Oh no. That's gonna go two of X. Janeway's alive out there somewhere. Oh. She's coming for all of us. It's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> Alright, transporter room scene done. Yaha. Yaha. I guess we'll cut back to medical and the crisis going on there. As you and Nick make your way back uh, to the med bay. Okay. I'm gonna pause. We're back. Med so, cut to medical room. You have a dying alien monster on in a, in a sick trench coat on one of your medbay tables. The holographic doctor, the electronic doctor, as Neelix refers to him, electronic man, is uh, tending to Neelix, who has twenty minutes of being alive left. Oh God! <coughs> no, excuse me. Any updates on that uh, engineering breakthrough, Takis? You yeah. have to deal with this alien right now, though. I know, I'm just asking. Uh, working on it. <laughs> okay, keep me updated. There's only about 20 minutes left on Neelix here. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh... 
So I guess I'll introduce my character into the scene to help along with this. Yeah, go for it. So yeah, so Savluk comes in. Say his name again. Savluk. 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 Yeah, uh, she's a xenobiologist, Vulcan lieutenant. Oh, Savluk. Yeah. All right. As soon as you knew it was a Vulcan, you knew how to say it correctly. <laughs> yes, actually, Vulcan names have a pronunciation thing. Yeah. Like Tapal or. That's it. I'm done. Uh, that's the only example I need to use. <laughs> oh. Serik of Vulcan. Anyway, dying guy on the table. Eee, he's crashing. I medicine at him. Medicine at him. <laughs> yeah. All right. It looks like taking a, a bunch of phasers to his organ cage is killing. Has killed him. Like his organs have stopped, and they weren't doing very well to begin with. You're noting that, that he has like decades worth of surgical scars and like uh, medical treatment signs all over his body. Most of his organs and bones and stuff have all been like replaced and swapped out and, and whatnot. We're fine. Are uh, Neelix's lungs in here? Oh yeah, totally. There they are. <laughs> uh, they've been completely fudged with. They're minced meat. How are they fudged with? Like, I uh, it looks like they've that. been medically altered in some way that you're not aware of the specifics right now. But his lungs are currently dying. <laughs> and that phaser burns on them. Can along with the rest of his organs. I... Murder this guy? Take the lungs out. Put them in Neelix, shoot him through the transporter, and it'll fix it. <laughs> Transporters are magic, Devin. It'll he I mean, has the lungs. It'll like reload it I to mean, the battle last save. I would like to point out. He'll reload to last saves. I would like to point strategy. out that well, we'll probably soon find this out in character that they have a disease in them, and probably whatever's in him has shared the disease already, spread it in. So you wanted to give us this. Flesh eating you murder. You this flesh eating disease to the Elix? Yes! <coughs> I mean, not murder! I'm a really good doctor. Can I tell if this grossness that this man is is yes. contagious? Uh, just from the five seconds you've spent Hey, you know what? I have lots of talents and shit for being really fast at medicine and also being able to deal with new uh, species that I've never encountered before. Cool. Alright, you're, you're, you're doing a diagnostic. How am I doing it? Uh, Insight and... Medicine. Medicine? Okay. Or reason and medicine? Or, or brashness and medicine? Daring. Daring. This is a pretty quick situation. Daring and medicine. Okay. Difficulty's gonna be three. So, so Savlok's gonna be helping you with her xenobiology and autopsy because this is half corpse. Wait. Yes. Let me... Yeah, this is a xenobiology matter. Yeah. All things are. <laughs> I have a thing that makes it so that you're good. Uh-huh. Collaboration. Uh, oh, no, that's if you're doing the task. I'm doing the task. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. I can give you my score to use, ah. which is really good. But I'm doing the task, so. I guess, technically, uh, my other character is here, so they can help you, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen at this point. We'll let these two do it. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So roll to see if you got the thing. You're helping the holographic calendar. So that's... that's then, yes, a success. You have to keep okay. his biological toxicity down. So, so you want to die. add a die to your thing? 
Spend um, the momentum or lose it. Yeah, spend it. You choose after. No, no you choose before That's you determination. Roll. Momentum... You can spend one to get gain... You can spend momentum whenever. Yeah, you, it specifically okay. says you can do it. You're supposed you to do it afterwards you can't so you don't waste, waste momentum. It. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to roll my two dice, and then if I it. get two successes, then I got it. Well, no, it's difficulty three. You need three at least. Well, I did the one already. Oh, right, so go. Yeah. Do it. Two second. I have all these um, talents. I want to read what they do first. Sure, so we'll give you a pause. Yeah. All right, we're back. What did you get on your roll, Nicole? Um... I rolled uh, two successes, one of which meets my score, so it gets two successes on its own. So I got three plus, um, what's your Sevlook. character's name? Sevlook's uh, one from aiding equals four successes. Boom! What do values do? Values. Oh, there's this whole other system. <laughs> you can, values allow you to spend determination, and he can also tempt you to break your values to get stuff and so on. Okay. Okay. You're able to... Oh my god, this music is so peaceful. One moment. We're back. Exciting music. Alright, uh, this alien is suffering from some sort of super scary, super unique bacteriophage that is, like, just eating his biomass away. It's like a super virus. Okay. Oh, so... Then to see if it's contagious. Like, does do I know that, or do I have to spend, like... Can I tell if I take these lungs out and put Neelix, will Neelix get it? Um, it looks like it could probably be tailored. It probably could be specific to the race. Okay, so the lungs haven't been in him for um, actually only uh, 40, minutes. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. So it probably hasn't adjusted to his whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the darn. Um, his biology. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't adjusted his biology, so it should be able to be taken out. Um, maybe washed off a bit and then put it in the legs. Should we quarantine this area, Doctor? Who's bacteriophage? Uh, no, it's not able to be um, transmitted like that. It's not back. It's not contagious. Um, don't tell his wife. Certainly. Um. Well, we could probably scrub the material from the lungs, just as well as still keep the structure intact. Exactly. Um, we should be able to um, transport them into Neelix. Um, it should be fine. Well, but he's still uh, dying from combat wound. And you're going to apply lungs. Yes, this only transports. We can deal with that later. Our person's dying. I mean, both of them dying about a similar rate, I would say, at this moment. Yes, they're dying at similar rates, so I'm going to deal with our crewmen. Should I keep this person alive? Yes, please. Uh, yes, you work on him. I will yes, transport the lung. Transport. I will uh, work on the lungs. All right. So that means straight up. <laughs> uh, is your character your character's um, the... Starfleet, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is super bad, but you can't do anything, Chief Medical. She ranks you, Lieutenant Junior Grade versus Lieutenant Chief of Medicine. Mm, I know. Um. Okay, so you're gonna go. Okay, so emergency they, surgery. So they wheel the two over. They get now the coal stealing lungs. <laughs> 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 See how much fun it is. <laughs> okay, so all so four characters: now. the automatic doctor, the chief of medicine, the Vulcan, and your character's doctor, yeah. Ian's. So there are four doctors in the room. They're gonna have to transplant the lungs out of this guy into Neelix and keep Neelix alive and keep this guy alive. Yes. Yep. 
Who is splitting off to do what? I'm going uh, to be working on Neelix. Okay, but you have to work on the Vidian to get the lungs out of him. I specialize in emergency medicine and trauma surgery. Okay, this is trauma surgery, so you two should pair off. Yeah. Yep. I got xenobiology, autopsy, and biochemistry. So maybe right, you and the automatic doctor will keep the the Vidian alive. Yes. He he, uh, he doesn't protest outwardly because he can't, but uh, he starts prepping the trauma kit. <laughs> Good call. All right, you two. How are you going to get the lungs out of Neelix? What are you going to roll? What are, what are you, uh, surgery time. Oh. <laughs> Let's figure this out. I'm going to pause. Oh. All right. I spent some threat to create two issues. One, Neelix is in critical condition because he's been left without his lungs for so long and drugged up. And two, the lungs inside the alien have been scorched by phaser fire. How did you guys overcome one of those complications? Uh, we overcame the fact that the lungs were damaged. Um, as we were taking them out, we quickly used the medical suture gun. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> medical phaser? I think it's just medical phaser. <laughs> A medical been. tool to heal the lungs. Yeah, that, that med tool. Like, you you basically did triage on them yeah, as they're going to exactly. the Before you we put them in, we the fixed problem. it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, in a medical Healing tool. gun. Yeah. <laughs> Check has guns. Fix a gun. They're called gun. phasers. Gun gun. That's a joke. No. <laughs> That's a joke Chuck makes on SF Debris about the medical phaser. That's just one of the doctors shooting someone and be like, but she hits him with the medical phaser and cures him. <laughs> you're a Cardassian, you just assume, you just, you're just like, we have medical phasers. It's the, it's the Federation. I mean... Their the, guns probably heal people. Come on. Stun, damage, and undamage setting. Medical blue setting. <laughs> Set to heal. Yeah, whatever. So that's what we do. Then uh, you slice open Neelix's chest cavity and put those bastards back in. Yes. Um, I used my value that um, organic life all follows recognizable patterns to basically be able to fix the full. Yeah. Um, which made me gave me two things. Successes. Successes. Uh, and then yeah, so I got four successes. Congrats. And one momentum goes into the pool. And yes, Neelix's lungs are patched up, and you put them back together, and he starts breathing through his own <laughs> mouth hole. Before he even had to wake up. <clears throat> the watery wheeze of the of the muskrat man uh, signals that he is alive. Meanwhile, monster alien, <laughs> you and the automatic doctor begin work on him. Uh, automatic doctor is going to use emergency medicine and his uh, fact that he's a doctor to, you know, surgery this guy up who's missing lungs. Okay. How are we going to keep him alive? Um, hmm. Well, we could keep him alive by oxidizing him like we oxidized Neelix. That's a start. But we, we don't know anything about this life form. And hmm. he's just recently suffered trauma. Hmm. Medical tricorders. Well, we need to. Well, he's missing lungs, which means we'll need to uh, oxidize his blood equivalent. That's a starter. Plus, we see the scorch marks, but that will need to be patched up. And I guess we can go from there. See how he stabilizes. And we can. I would like to point out I have the talent collaboration. Which means that I can, whichever one of you is doing the role, whichever yeah. one of my allies is doing the role, gets to use medicine five. Uh-huh. Also, you get to use one of my focuses. I have emergency medicine and then a bunch of other stuff that doesn't apply. 
So emergency medicine is what you're going to want to use if you don't already have it. He has it. Okay. Go take your medicine five. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I have a med force so that's good enough. He has control ten. Jeez. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the two legs. Now we now neither of us will be virgins. <laughs> okay. Alright, let me Okay, we rolled for fixing up this alien, but unfortunately they the automatic doctor and the Vulcan didn't quite get what they needed, causing a complication or succeeded at a cost. And the cost is this guy needs to keep one of those two lungs to live, or he will die on the table, and you'll have killed him actively by stealing the lungs out of his body. So in an act of contrition, the lungs are split into two, King Solomon style, and the Vidian <laughs> gets to keep one of them. Act of compassion. For now. <laughs> for now, <laughs> right after you say it. Long enough for us to interrogate him. Anyway, the alien and Neelix are stable. Now we're going to put both of them in transport with one output and oh, two lungs. No. <laughs> Have you seen this guy? Ugh. We don't want that well, disease. What would the right? name be? It'd be like Phagex? So his name's not Phage. His name is Phage. <laughs> his race, his species is Vidian. And also. Vidilix. That's not his name. Vilex. That's not the character's name. Median. I mean, yes. It anyway, like as you guys all scrub <laughs> off, you know, because you're done with the, the intensive surgery, Niclocarno and. Tacus? Burst in. Doctor, we have a way to save Neelix. We can stuff him in the transporter buffer. Excellent. Great work. Uh, keep that research on file for future use. But we have got the guy with the lungs, split the lungs, and now they both have a lung, so it's fine. Oh. Oh. Um, Ricardo, get up to the bridge. We need you. We're pursuing a ship. Oh, I have to go for a third job. <laughs> I am God. <laughs> Mr. Tacky, you should also uh, go your comms. You're the comms of the reason. You also go to the bridge. Uh, what was that? Chicote. That was Chicote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the... Operations manager. Yeah, you should get That's to the fair. bridge. That's fair. Okay. Maybe, um, well, I'll just beep up to the captain and let the captain know that what's going on. Um, so they can tell the other people when we inevitably hail them. Perfect. Which I assume we're going to do before shooting at them. I mean... <laughs> well, this table has, I guess, flip off the EMH, whatever. No! Well, he actually just dislikes being kept on for no reason. I know. Yeah. Well, he still needs to be kept on because he's your nurse and he's working. Yeah. Okay. So I guess scene swap to the bridge. <laughs> the camera follows Nicolacarno and Tacks as you guys run to the turbo lift and then awkwardly stop F as you hit the bridge command. Why don't you teleport everywhere within the ship? Because that takes energy. <laughs> it does take energy, but if we weren't in an energy crisis, why don't we just do that all the time? Because what if a mistake happens? Does also the transporter need to be manned by someone moving people around? Yeah, it does. A transporter operator. Yeah. Fucking Miles O'Brien could do it. Yeah, but sometimes transporters fail. What are you? That guy from the original series where I don't remember which one it is? Yeah, that guy. Who James got blended. Duran? Who got blended in the transporter in the motion picture. Right before uh, Bones came aboard. 
So I'm just gonna say, transporters are the safest way to travel. <laughs> they literally are. Or because you don't use them a lot. Planes are the safest trip. way to travel. Yeah, because you don't go on a plane every day. You go on a car every day. That was so safe. You don't trip everything. Only thing you don't step your toes. Anyway, you guys are be- you guys are tell are are turbo lifting up to the bridge to pursue this alien ship. Sounds good. All right. We're after a brief intermission in between under, in between between behind the cameras. We are back. So the uh, alien ship warped away, and you guys pursued. Yep. Um, Kevin isn't here, so I'll take over for his character, the captain. Uh, yeah, you guys pursue and catch up in a further on part of the sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is farther out of the solar system. Uh, the star is way behind, but uh, you guys stop in front of a planetary area, like a planetary body. It is a probably larger than Earth-sized planet, and it's been split open down the middle and cracked. Uh, like the last one you were on. Like that rogue planetoid you were harvesting. Yeah, it's been cracked open and it has an orbital around it in a decaying orbit that seems to be made of like like your scanners pick up that it's made of like reflective surfaces and crystals and stuff, quartz, whatever it was in the fucking show. Okay. It's made of a space diamond. Diamonds. Space mirrors? Space diamond, okay? Okay. It's a space clown haunted house moon. <laughs> And the alien ship is approaching to head inside of it. Okay. Uh, can we try hailing the ship? Who's at cons? I would probably be at con. Also, Nicole has switched out characters because her medic isn't going to be here. Okay. So, Nicole, who are you playing right now? I am playing Corva Trow, my weapons specialist, Maquis. Perfect. Actually, you might be at comms because I'm operations. What's comms? Uh, Nick Lucarno is at con. Oh. No, con. Calm. Com and Con are basically the same thing. Oh, okay. Then Nick Lucarno's at Com. Yeah, the hell. Yeah. All right. Nick Lucarno sends over a hail. And I'm just, when I say captain or I talk to the authority, I assume I'm talking to you three. That's a sure thing. Okay, because I'm not, not going to talk to myself. <laughs> but yeah, Nick turns around to you, to the, the command crew. Yeah. Uh, it's like, they're rejecting our hail, sir. Well, I guess we should pursue. Yeah. You got it. So... The ship is, you guys are, you know, here, hand wave motion. The ship is at far range away. And it's heading inside that planetoid. Can you stop it? Uh, With violence. Haha. So I guess that's... I mean, you're a security expert, so you, or, so you should lead the fire at will charge. Probably wouldn't go well if I... Well, first, Helm has to maneuver whatever... Navigate the plotting cars and you know moving forward towards them, I suppose. Because I think everybody gets an action, or what's it? I think it's I think it's safe to assume Helm is going forward. Yeah, just pause to figure this out. All right, let's do that. Okay, you guys uh, overcome the alien ship, and we did all the rolling and the the stuff in the background, listeners, because the system's a, a little. Complicated learn on the fly. We haven't learned it yet. Yeah, we didn't, uh, most of us didn't read the ship combat rules before today. Look, we're not great at this, okay? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we're good at the role-playing part. 
We tried our best. <laughs> Listen, this was just an excuse for us to shit talk Voyager. What do you want? <laughs> and people who have the objectively wrong opinions about Star Trek. Anyway, so you overcome the ship. Peter, whose character's name is Tanux Quick. Quack. 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 <laughs> Uh, engages the tractor beam and grabs the alien vessel. The alien vessel looks like an alien ship. It's all yeah. J.C. Penny brown plating and obtuse, and it's a model kit that they took from other bits on. Okay. Eagle-eyed viewers will see like parts of the the, the Vulcan ship and bits of a Ferengi Marauder and the kit from other Federation stuff just kind of put on there. Super blue. <laughs> they, they do that a lot in the show. They recycle okay. models. Models are expensive. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're scavenging grace, the scavenger ship parts. Yeah, they fucking scavenge the, the so warehouse where they guns. store all the models. Uh, so yeah, you nail it with a tractor beam. Uh, at the same time, Nicole's character... Oh, you want my name? Yes! yes. <laughs> my character's name is Corpa Trowl. And what's his... He's a trill, right? She is a trill. She's a trill. Right. Unjoined, though. Yeah, you fire uh, phasers at Try her. Try to shoot out their engines. Yeah, Full spread. Uh, and you don't... You hit, but you only damage their shields and knock it down a bit. Yeah. Uh, still a good hit. And then your character, Ian... Takis. Takis, the Danubulin, yep. uh, uh, generates power from the engine room. Yep. yep. Just, you know, hitting... hitting doing things, stuff. You know, going things. in Jeffrey's tubes. Yep. No, wait, no, you're not in the engine room. You're here on the bridge of the yep. operations. It's, it's not important. Buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking third most important console on the ship. Yeah, I'm giving it all cup them. All right. Third most important. Yeah. Listed to an ensign. Oh, fucking ignore that idiot. That <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, uh, the alien vessel caught in the tractor beam uh, fires a salvo of matter, antimatter warheads, torpedoes at your ship, like just a full spread. And misses. And I spent all my threat trying to get them hit so I could kill you guys. It's like seven threats all spent. I, I, spent, it, I spent it all. And I, I missed a lot. Uh, <laughs> and for the other two actions, they tried to hit you with phasers, and the difficulty kept going up, and they couldn't. Yeah. And Peter's like, oh, aren't they going to try and disengage the tractor? He's like, yeah, by shooting you. <laughs> Shit. That was a mistake. So you have the alien ship and a tractor beam, and they're firing wildly at Voyager <laughs> missing. Uh, um, should we hail them until they... I feel like we should hail them at this point. They're they're kind of... It's looking sad. They're at a disadvantage. I mean... We accept surrender. They're not at a disadvantage. If they hit you with their weapons, Voyager's in a lot of trouble. This ship is heavily armed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, good thing we've got some good resistance as well, so... Fingers crossed. Yeah, you don't want to lose a couple people. <laughs> they'll get blown out of they'll get sucked out into space no they'll get blown out into space data makes it very clear it's like you got yeah. sucked out into space actually the correct nomenclature is blown out or one one of the two yeah. alright so yeah you guys got you got the ship before I was able to escape into the mirror area and you do the thing on the show where you the lady, you caught it uh-huh. you caught it before yeah. I was able to do the set piece of the show that would be expensive <laughs> We don't have the budget see, for that. Gee. Our viewers don't want to see this. We don't have the budget anymore. Spent all that money on that doctor scene with Neelix in his lung. Yeah. <laughs> this is a live surgery. Cut the, cut the men out. 
We uh, we actually did twenty minutes of the episode uh, when we started, listener, and then uh, listener, we, listener. <laughs> and then we and then we realized that we weren't recording, so we had to do it all over again. That's where the budget went. We yeah. shoots. <laughs> the lens cap was on the whole time. <laughs> hey, that's the best place to keep it if you don't want it to get lost. You know how expensive lens caps are. Cut those first. The lens cap's the first to go. Uh, yes, listener, it's a it's a laughy day. It's an innocent joke. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I guess it's your guys' turn. That ship's trying to escape. It's it's all its weapons are charged. Try hailing it again. Uh, all right, one moment. Okay, listeners, we just did another turn. So Voyager having the ship caught in its tractor beam. Uh, opens fire with its weapons. It just keeps firing with its phaser. It takes down its shields. It starts carving into the ship's hull, uh, damaging the engines and their communications array. Impacting. Yeah, shooting, shooting over and over. Uh, and then you start hailing them. <laughs> After having hit the communications. Yep. And it's also still stuck in the track, in the track review. All right, all right the, the view screen buzzes on and there's static and it's like darkly lit oh let me, let me change the music and set the scene the, uh, the bridge on the view screen is like sparks are coming off of it there's low lighting uh, and there's a man on the screen he looks just like the man in sick bay his skin's all slashed up and rotty looking and like patched together one of his eyes is milky and white like graphs of hair from different people are kind of sloshing off the top of his head in mismatched portions. Uh, you know, he looks a lot like Neelix in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Lordy. He's wearing like a like a like a smock battle vest of some sort that's all greasy and oiled down. There's people that are part of whatever his race is in the background. You know, manning systems. Yeah, it's all static. V vessel, we we surrender. Good. Stop firing. <laughs> um, okay, stop firing. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, Nicole's character has her hand right over the button. She's miming the finger over Aggressively. the button. Aggressively. Um, greetings, Captain. Oh, you you have us at your mercy. We have your crewmate on board? Mortura. Yes, um, you stole the lungs of our crewmate. You assaulted our... Yeah. Go ahead. Ensign, I suppose. No, no he's a crewmate. Not crewmate. Fucking Carl an Ensign. Uh, He'll start taking that to heart. He's not a crewmate either. He is our... You stole slugs from some of our ship. Yeah. Come on, guys. We don't need to complicate this. <laughs> the organ theft is the highlight here, not the fact that it happened to someone in a position of authority. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. People are worse than America. Wow. Um, yeah. You stole lungs from... A member of our ship. Yes, I. we had to. Why? Mortor was dying. I am his Honata. I provide him with his needs. 
I mean, you could have just hailed us, you know. You, you don't understand. Our, our people suffer a, a plague, a phage. It, it destroyed our society. The ship is like powering this down. Yeah. Did we did we determine whether it was contagious or not? We did. It's we, not contagious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, we wouldn't be putting the yeah, back in say, the mix. I, I, thought, I thought we determined that. I thought it was just the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I want the one, I want the one my wife made. <laughs> oh. Um, anywho. Uh, um. I think at this point you're gonna beam him over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I, think, I think it's time for face-to-face communication. Yeah, okay. yeah. Prepare to be beamed aboard. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to pause. All right. A scene swipe happens, and uh, you, you beam this sickly monster aboard, and uh, I, I guess what? Are you guys in the brig? Um, sick face? Probably sick because that's where sick the face. other guy yeah. is at. Sick bay. Alright, the other guy, Mortu- Mort- Mortura, is uh, is recovering in sick bay. Uh, are you, is Neelix going to be here? Have you sent him I mean, somewhere else? I mean, he's also recovering. He's recovering, yeah. he can't leave. I mean, presumably, he, if he wanted, he could not be in the scene. He's unconscious recovering. I mean, why not have him in the background, you know? I mean, he probably has things to say about what's <laughs> happening here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Did we take both lungs or one lung? One lung. Yeah, because to keep one. both of them alive. Yes. Ah, yes, yes. At least for now. Yeah. We take the other one right like now. Fucking <laughs> lord. I mean, it's not irreversible. All right, all right. So I guess we see swipe, and we're we're in the med bay, and Motura is uh, getting up out of his his chair, or like he's he's in his med bay recovering. It's a little little head. He has probably has like well, like a head thing, a neck thingy. Yeah, well, he might be strained to yeah. the stasis field. Because he can't move around too much. He's recovering from surgery. I am just saying for a sex. Hmm. Yeah, whatever you want. All right, whatever. He, he's 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 lying down and he has a head thingy. Okay. Sure. A forehead thingy. You know, the little blinking thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I don't quite know. You guys are going to have to fucking control this conversation. They don't have much to say. You caught them grave wrong. You caught them reverse grave wrong. Grave making. Um, What's this area called? Sick Bay. Thank you. <laughs> are we playing yeah. right now? Yeah. yeah. Right now. We're live. Okay. <laughs> so, so you bring him in. So, Doctor, what's the situation on the captive? What is this man doing in my sick bay? He surrendered. We're Shouldn't he be in the brig then? No, sir. We're here to talk about his companion and what happened. As taking him with my phaser behind him, <laughs> as a security officer, I am. I'm assuming you patted him down. Well, yeah, yes, he's unarmed. Yes. Unarmed and without his medical. Yes, he's unarmed. Yes, we removed both of his arms. <laughs> he doesn't have his fucking machine guns on him, Nicole. You're fine. Well, how about you explain yourself then, looking at the guy? Uh, you're talking to Dareth? Yes. Oh my god. Mm, let me, uh... Alright, we're back. I had to show the listener. I had to show us again what these fucking people looked like. Because they look like... Uh, fudging people. We don't swear in track. <laughs> look like monsters. 
He's doing it again, Devon. I know. Mortura was dying. I, I had to procure for him replacement organs. But you did it by assaulting one of our croupmen. Yes, he wandered into the trap. So you just take organs from anyone? No, no. The, the phage ravages our people. It, it degrades our biological systems. Our, our medical technology has been trying to keep pace with it for centuries. Uh, we usually take from the dead when they're available, but there, there were no acceptable transplants for us. I, I am Mortuus Hunata. It is my duty to find him replacements. So instead of hailing a ship that you saw coming out here, you decided to attack it. We didn't attack your vessel. Well, attack our crewmen. You stumbled into our laboratory. Your crewman came in alone and was unarmed, and Mortua's need was great. So what gives you the authority to take from others? Uh, my duty is to Mortua. Well, how do these to our crewmen? Yes, uh, I imagine it is. Well, see, we didn't take, just take the lungs back and, you know, let Mortua die, because we're civilized. We, keep we were civilized too once. We had an empire, a spanning civilization of poets and philosophers before the phage. It ravaged our people, it destroyed our culture. After the homeworld was destroyed, we had no means to recoup our cult, our, our people. The, the, the Deans are going extinct. Hmm. Well, if you need bodies, then why didn't you just engage in a war, proper, honorable war, rather than scavenging? We, we, didn't, we don't have weapons technology. We, we were doctors and physicists. They could be trading your knowledge for the organs you need. We do. Uh, you've seen our laboratory, our, our medical facility. Well, we've seen it's quite briefly. impressive. Why can't you grow organs? There wasn't time. Or use replicators. Matter-energy converters require an incredible footprint, one that we could not supply. The, the, the level of detail required for transplants is immense. I, I'm not a Scientist, I'm a doctor. Hmm. So, are the patients recovering? What's their status here? They're stable, this Yeah. They're both stable at the moment. I don't know how happy. Mr. Neelix will be when he wakes up, of course. Hmm. So you put the lungs back in? Yes, we uh, gave one back to its rightful owner and let the thief keep the other one for now. Hmm. Until we can have a... Uh, until we can reach a decision regarding that. So, Captain, how do you... So, propose we solve, solve this problem here. Your crewmate lives? Mortura lives? I mean, 
New Zealand agreed to donate his land to Mortua. You have superior technology, superior firepower. Seeing as our positions have been reversed, you can clearly take what you want. It seems that you're in control of this. Well, we do have the upper hand, but if we want to reach some proper compromise between us. Give us your medical technology and explain how it works. Yes, at the very least we could try finding some other replacement lands. We do have some people in the morgue. Do we? That was just about to ask. You are fucking wrong. Can you use... how... What is the age on corpses you can use up to? It depends on preservation. But if you have a functioning facility equivalent to the technology on your ship, I imagine that could do. I wasn't wasn't implying we should make further trade agreements. I was implying as payment for saving this man's life and giving him a lung from an unwilling donor. Oh, I fully agree, They should give us those things we want. I'm just saying with those in the morgue, we could... With their technology, we could make another lung for Mr. Neelix. So he would have two lungs. Because, yeah, if we find some other replacement lung from, you know, the morgue, then at least we can solve this problem here. And and we can continue on from that point. If we don't find the replacement, then that's a whole different situation. Yes. So will you help us give us your technology? Yes. Okay. Um, so I guess we're going to the morgue to get a body. The morgue is just over there. Yeah. It's just a series of drawers that's off camera. Like they 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 go up the morgue a few times yeah. on the show. Roll roll a body out of the morgue. Could I have my tool? Pull out phaser. Sure. <laughs> like I look at doctor because you're in charge of me because I'm a lower. Yes, the doctor. specimen works. It's an immaculately kept condition. Okay, I think then we can put the Neelix lung back into Neelix and transplant the organs from this cadaver while we discuss the further relationships, I suppose. Both lungs out of this and put one into each rather than... No, No, Neelix has special lungs. He can't use normal lungs. He can't use corpse lungs. Yeah, but I thought thought they could shift Yeah, they could. We're just going to give Neelix's original lungs back. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Have <laughs> you seen dead people lungs? That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Why well, is girlfriend's lungs? Oh, fucking Cass. Cass is worth more than Neelix. <laughs> fucking goldfish psychic is worth more than Neelix. That's fair. Um, this is the goldfish conversation again. This is the goldfish conversation. Um, a a a, a, a surgery later. <laughs> And Neelix gets both his lungs back. Eat shit, Voyager. <laughs> he has two lungs that are his, not a half lung from Cass. Yeah. Uh, and Motara is good. He's good. Yeah. So we want them to. Yeah, yeah. He'll show you the. He shows you the procedure. You have to be involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible you were able to do this much with how inferior your technology is. (laughs) 
Stop, stop, stop. Complimented you. Oh, therefore, I would like to have some complications, please. I want to die. <laughs> That's the gonna... thing, too. It's like, he's complimenting me, but he's not complimenting me. Yes, you were able to totally do this. Savages. So... How are we going to deal with this, though? Um... I mean, now it's obvious. You kill them <laughs> and staple their bodies to your hull like a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, how you guys doing this? Let's assume Mortra and Dareth are in the brig. Yeah. Yeah, for now. For now, until you can talk to them. And Mortra is still coming out of it because he hasn't got to talk yet. And yeah. He's a different character. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you three who are senior officers ish are talking. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll switch back to my engineer. engineer. Yeah, as soon as it's a magic meeting room meeting, yeah. don't fucking ask about Kevin or Chakotay. Oh yeah, Chakotay's there too. Sure. Okay. Chakotay's there. <laughs> um, well, this is highly unusual. Well, they did attack our crew member, but I suppose that's they were put in dire circumstances. Exactly. Like, we can't just leave them to die. That would be... And we can't keep them in the brig for 70 years till we fly home. I mean, from That's... what I understand from them, that would kill them because exactly. of their some disease. Uh, doctor, have they, they've shared all their technology with you. You can understand it. And... I'm assuming. I'm assuming they also give me, like, data files yeah. and actual yeah. like pieces of technology. Yeah. Okay. That's they worked fun. with you. That's definitely useful. Plus we're in a hostile quadrant where we don't really have any allies and it seems that there's more to their right yeah. to people. Therefore leaving them on the good grounds, despite what has happened, I think would make us good allies. Best. Yes. And letting them know that we can yeah be negotiated with yes and to tell other members of their race that we can be negotiated with and that how do i put this why would we want them to tell other members of their race that we're easy targets and that we no, won't no, no, punish no, no, them no, no, and we'll no, give no, them no. everything we're not easy we want. targets because we just you know no tell them that we want them how do i word this we want them to tell the other members of their race not to attack us. That if they attack us, we will win. They... And then we'll give them everything they want. No. With no consequences. No. Next time, I do not think... If, if they attack us again, we should stand our ground. But I mean, we're not uncivilized. We, should, we can't just go around killing everyone. That doesn't seem the Starfleet way. Yeah, says Chakotay. Melodically. I mean, we are the representatives of the Federation, this quadrant, therefore we have to act. Exactly. It's better to have a friend everywhere you go than an enemy everywhere you go. Yes. So... It's better to present a front of strength and rigidity than it is to present a front of how was is the old Terran phrase? Being a doormat? 
these people literally attacked one of our crew members, violated him, stole his own body organs, and then instead of punishing them in any way, we saved their, their crew member's life, gave them new lungs, and then just sent them on their way. How would you handle, how would you have us handle the situation then, Doctor? I mean, even if we sentence him to the brig for however many months, you know, he's, 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 that's sentence. a death sentence. Yeah, you'd have to be taking care of him, and who knows, maybe the fate would mutate over that time. Or, yeah, exactly, if it could become contagious. So, I'll go ahead and not have them on board. Doctor? I think we should talk to Mr. Neelix. He is the one who was assaulted. And also he may know something about these people and gain us insight as to what their culture's like. Okay. We'll call Mr. Neelix into the magic room. Well, we'll go to the infirmary. Where he's oh, he's covered. recovered. <laughs> We're done with this. He's fine. He has, a, he has a forehead thing. He's You're fine. an excellent doctor. Don't worry. <laughs> Does Neelix know anything about the Vidians? I mean, he's from the Squadrant, so... Yeah, but did Neelix talk about knowing anything about the Vidians? Uh, I think all he said was, ah, I don't like this room. I don't like this room. <laughs> God, he's I'm from this quadrant. You know nothing, Neelix. <laughs> I knew how to swindle you guys. Yeah. Fuck. Aha. Uh-huh. Suckers. Why haven't we put him in an airlock yet? Because that's not, you know, the selfish way. That's the Janeway. Yeah, that's fair. And we're trying to do this better than Janeway. With less death. Alright. Uh, Alright, Neelix shows up. He's uh he's looking a little under the weather in his nightmare coat he's in his Technicolor nightmare coat. <laughs> How are you feeling, Nevix? Oh, you know I'm I'm I've done better, Mister uh, Mister Klingon. I know there's an entire reason why he calls Tuvok Mister Vulcan because Tuvok phrases it as that's his name and stuff, but I don't give a goddamn. I'm aware of why he does that, listeners. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so, what can you tell us about this race? What are they called? The Vidians. The Vidians. Oh, they're they're not really talked about that much in uh, in this quadrant. Uh, rumors of uh, body snatchers, grave robbers, uh, uh, plague bearers. Good, that's much. Uh, they're, they're, they're nomads. Their homeworld was destroyed. Mm-hmm. We were just discussing how we should proceed with these um, body snatchers, as you call them. Oh, uh, most uh, habitats uh, shoot on them or space them. Hmm. Hmm. I suppose they're trying to go for their bodies, and that's the proper response. I mean, we did shoot one of their people successfully, so, hmm. I still think Starfleet Way, in my personal opinion, is we should try to establish friendly terms with them, but I agree that it is Mr. Neelix's choice to some degree, 
His, his input is important in this matter. Ah, gee. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably... We should probably leave them with a warning, telling them that if they come for our people, we will respond properly. I mean, you, you can't just keep going through the quadrant, turning uh, a blind eye to this. They're, they're scavengers. They're, they're going to shoot on you again. Yeah. Hmm. What would you have us do, Mr. Neelix? Oh, destroy their ship and space the two you have in the break. That's not the Federation way. Okay, well, you ask. <laughs> I'm just telling you how uh, the rest of the galaxy would deal with it. Your Federation is so influential here, of course, you, you must have a good reason for acting the way you do here. With such a support network behind you. Is He's a little bit salty about having these long stories. Mr. Beckett, is there a ship of any wharf? Um, I assume I did. Uh, yeah, it's scan. comparable to like a cruiser or whatever. Like, you know, you can fucking strip it for parts or whatever. It is. It is kill their crew, burn down their wagons. It is a fairly nice. Well, I wouldn't say nice, but it is a decent ship with usable parts and. Plus, there's that lab. Yes, their their medical bay on the ship is quite. Not on the ship, yeah. on on the planet. Oh yes, sorry, the uh, the planet we were just. Well, at. we can definitely. Without the question is, hmm, what do, what do we leave them with? Should we just leave them in a pod and let them fend for themselves? And I fear that that would only anger them and give them cause to come after us. Farther. I mean, they'll be presenting a strong front that we are not to be messed with, but at the same time, that we're not heartless. Us to just space them. Sorry, was the compromise leaving them on their planet? No, leaving. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. fucking strip their ship, leave them with a shuttle on their planet. Yeah, leave them with leave them with a shuttle on their planet, stripped basically, and or kill them and steal all their stuff. Out of character, I don't like. Obviously, I don't think we should kill them. That's super not Starfleet, yeah. but um. <laughs> It's not the story for you. Oh, it's working out for you, is it? <laughs> it might be the Maquis way, though. <laughs> Killing them. Jacoby's like, they're organ thieves. Guys, they're digging up your dead and stealing their organs. You're fucking crazy. You got something from us, we'll get something from you, and we'll call it even. Come for us again, and we'll shoot you. A lot of talk about doing this not the Jane way, and you're doing basically what she did. Well, she didn't. Strip their ship. Yeah, no, if you're stripping their ship and leaving them stranded on their fucking planet, there you go. Yeah. You know, like a shuttle or something, you're like, all right, there, that's what you got. Hope you run into someone as merciful as we were next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that friend. seems like a fair compromise, basically. So you want both their ship and their lab, or what? Strip it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we need to leave them enough to not die. Yeah. So we need to leave their lab. That's why we need a shuttle. That's you know, FTO. Plus, you could strip the lab and just like, oh yeah, you need access to corpses. Stock up, and then you just strip everything else out. Definitely, we're gonna fucking wreck yeah. that trap they have to lure ships in. Cause that yeah. is super evil. Yeah. 
This is like a clothing okay. device. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. No, it's not a clothing device. It's specifically designed to make, make you think people, dilithium's you know, make people yeah. think dilithium's there. So you go to the planet. Oh. Which and you guys get... still need. But hey, there's a bunch of lithium in that engine. Yeah. And the reactor on that planet. Yeah. yeah. So. I, the problem is that it's not that there. There is the lithium there because there is a lithium reactor there. They're just like yeah, but they're broadcasting its signature to make it think that you're supposed to. There should be crystals everywhere. Okay, like it lured Neos in there. Be like, there should be a deposit right above me, and there isn't anything above it because it's a okay. it's a okay. it's a trap. It's a pitcher plant. Okay, that's that's how the episode was always framed to me. Like they're they're supposed to be finding deposits yeah. everywhere, but they're not there. And that's because the Vidians set it up as a pitcher plant to lure people around like a little cave area into a area yeah. of shock. Like, isn't, you know, oh, we just happened to run into them. Womp womp. It's, no, they set this up to fucking do this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll take them back to their planet. Strip them of all their useful stuff. Spend some time strip mining that ship. Yep. Alright, you guys got stuff from an entire other starship. Yep. Just utterly... Strip mine it. Every last usable part. Nut, bolt, screw. And... Yeah, leave them there. Tell them, basically, that... Hopefully you'll hopefully you'll run into people that are as merciful as we were next time. And that next, was a good phrase. Next time, yeah. if you want to trade, yeah. let us know. Yeah. We're, we're willing to help. Like, we don't want people to die if, you know, any of your crew... Or not for any of your race, you know, see hail we'll our ship. The other guy. You know, yeah. After you guys are going over like the, the whole operation, it's like um, I don't know, like he's saying it to you guys in general, not yep. any one character. Yeah. Because again, we don't have like a center yep. contact point without the captain here. It's like you were very I wish we could have come off on a better footing. I pray next time we do. But thank you for the diplomacy you've shown here. Dareth is very aggressive in his defense of me. We've seen it. We weren't always like this. We understand that you are in a dire situation, but at the same time... I, I don't make an excuse for it. We used to be better. Well, My character actually can't sympathize with that, like when he was talking about how his people used to be like poets and like stuff like that, and then like... Yeah. You know, a tragedy happened on their home world and it made them go, you know, aggressive. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's like exactly what happened to the Kardashians. That's exactly what happened to the Kardashians. They used to be, like, they used to be like poets and great artists and stuff, and then a famine swept across their world and like all their natural resources are fucked, so they basically had to go and conquer. Become space Nazis. And then they became really bad about it. <laughs> They became really good at being space Nazis. Good at it, but bad about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'd just sit here and judge them, like, yeah, I should be better. <laughs> I mean, he can sympathize with their plight, but he doesn't excuse yeah. it. He's like, fuck you guys. We can't let people just walk all over us, or else this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Did you know the Bajorans didn't even fight us when we got to Bajor? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fresh oh, wound. Jesus <laughs> Lord. <laughs> God, I keep forgetting how much of a Cardassian your character is. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's like, no, we can't present a weak front to this kind of thing. <laughs> All right, well, that's your solution. Neox gets his lungs back, uh, nobody dies, and you strip their ship and leave them and their crew of, like, I don't know, four other guys on a lab that you also strip for parts. 
Uh, and load up into your into your swag hold. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, you know. Thank you, John. Oh, Neelix leaves you like stuff in your room. What did he leave us? Uh, food and like bouquets of like plants and shit. Nice. Because it's an Earth-centric database. I'm. So it's like good work, Doctor. You have such a great bedside manner. You and that electronic man. Glad you think so, Mister Neelix. I'm glad we could get you back up on your feet. Thanks, Doctor. You're such a you know just I'm so grateful. I'm gonna uh, look over these plants. I have. I'm gonna plant Doctor. Oh, they're weeds. Daniel. No, I just want to make sure they're not poisonous or they're not going to ruin the ship with fucking <laughs> spores, Devin. They will. Yeah, you, you later on have to, like, set those plants in, like, a sterile garbage because they were full of fleas. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, the last time they were a little bit poisonous. There were dandelions. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you, they were covered in fleas. You had to throw them out. <laughs> Incinerator. <laughs> 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 These are the type of fleas that would get into the circuit boards and like fry some of the ice and lemon chips or doing this whole thing. Jesus. Jeez, the ship would be itchy. <laughs> that happens in an episode. Neelix brings food on board and it's covered in parasites because he's a fucking vermin and it ruins the machinery. Like it gets into the ship and ruins everything. Yeah. This happens three different times. Jeez. God. One time he makes a cheese so foul that it infects the isolinear gel packs. Neelix, what you know that or the, uh, the biomimetic gel packs. Yeah. The living parts of the ship. Wow. Neelix is a curse sent on the Voyager crew from God. <laughs> that's why we need two fix. You need two fix. <laughs> so that's it? Uh, yeah, you guys solved the, the phage problem. Yeah. You basically do what Janeway did, except with a lot more looting. And also... Consequences to their actions? Yeah, they actually had consequences to their actions. See, nothing learning. Yeah. Hopefully we're not going to get that fucking slideshow wacky sax music playing <laughs> every time the Vidians come and fuck Voyager. I guess we just have to play that, that music for them for learning. <laughs> the, the scrubs I learned something today music plays. Don't worry, there's an episode of Voyager later called Think Tank where Costanza from Seinfeld is a guest star. Uh, and he, him and his think tank cured the phage, like, years ago and fixed it. <sighs> Off camera. Assholes. Wow. Yeah, they're super smart. When you guys get seven of nine. Uh, I don't think I have a rant for the end of this episode. There wasn't really anything ranty to talk about. Like, Janeway, did, Janeway wasn't that terrible with her decision making in the episode. Like, I mean, really, what could she have done? Other than what we just kind of made up here at the end. But it's and like, also, like, eh. looting their ship. I mean, who would have really thought of that? Yeah, yeah. Lo- looting their ship or killing them or something. That's not normally Starfleet way. But, like, yeah, what else? You, like, you can't like you can't just let them go. Yeah. Like, I understand why she did, because, you know... She's not going to put them in the brig for 70 yeah. years. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, she was kind of in a tight spot. And I couldn't... I can't think of anything else she could have done to actually... It's not like she them. could have been gleefully mean. Where it's like, I'll put him in an iron lung. Ah, it's like, yeah, no, she's not no. evil. As a kid, one of them, tell the other one to tell the others. Yeah, I think that's the kind of show they're yeah. going for on UPN, yeah. their flagship network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Voyager tanked. Uh, yeah, really. Like, and it's not like it's a prime directive thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's. Uh, someone yeah. actually tried to make it out that the, some fucking idiot tried to make it out that this was a prime directive issue on a Discord I'm on. No. 
And he's like, oh, I guess we'll just play Star Trek. No, no, with the prime, not redoing the prime directive. Problem. It's like you're you're dumb. You're the dumbest person I know. The prime directive has two scenarios where it applies. Yeah. When it's a pre-warp culture, so you don't show up be like I'm Apollo, worship me. And when a culture is having an interspecies issue, like a civil war or a political switch up or whatever, those are what the prime directive apply to. You don't fuck with other cultures. And you don't ruin cultures that are about to hit, you know, that aren't near enough to be warped yet to accept that yeah. aliens exist. Yeah. And he was like, oh, the phage is a... Interculture. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Curing the phage would be an interculture. thing. it's like, no, it's not... Idiot. Yeah. Yeah, it, once idiot. again... In no way is it yeah. interculture because they're killing people from other cultures. Right to, there. To, to quote the SF... Also, it's oh. not... Sorry. The Prime Directive isn't, you know evolution has a fucking force of will and we need to let it do what it does that's not what it's about fucking yeah. uh dear doctor or whatever is bullshit he actually oh my god all right, all right. yeah he oh, brought god. up dear doctor i know uh he brought up dear doctor and he brought a uh, dear doctor by the way listeners if you haven't been paying attention to star trek is the episode where genocide is okay uh archer and flux commit genocide but then he's like oh well it happened in tng uh these people are going to be wiped out and extinct and picard said let them die and that's what happened and it's like what fucking episode were you talking about and he first tried to say that it was the episode where the the little girl pen pals where the little girl contacts data mm. um i feel like i've had this rant before yes yeah. is this rant was this at the beginning of this episode no, Quite possible. We didn't have that about this. I don't know, because there's like two weeks in between. Anyway, <laughs> he tried to say it was pen pulls where a tectonic activity was going to destroy the planet, and Data and Picard solved it. And they're all like, ooh, should I... Um... Let them die? Yeah, Picard's like, should I let them die? And then they all talked about it, and we're like, that would be morally cowardly. That would be moral cowardice. I'm not going to let these people die. And he's like, no, it was another episode. And the other episode he was talking about, and, and he fucking backtracked as soon as he brought uh, he realized that I knew what he was talking about is there's an episode where there's these two races and it actually was a prime directive episode one race was super advanced but didn't have a lot of tech or like they didn't have a lot of like like yeah influence. the doctor episode no it's not your doctor oh. no this was a TNG episode oh okay so one race didn't have a lot of influence but uh, they were pretty advanced and the other race wasn't that advanced but they were suffering from a terrible disease and the other race was supplying them with the cure for the disease. And Picard's like, okay, and they're going to supply them with a new engine component. And this engine component would have basically fixed their entire fleet. Mm-hmm. And then Beverly finds out that the cure for the disease they have is cocaine. <laughs> yeah, the so smarter race has been addicting them to cocaine for generations. And the oh, medicine is just shit. cocaine. And Beverly's like, Jean-Luc, if we just, you fucking, you fucking disintegrate the shipment they have, and these people can be weaned off the cocaine. And Picard's like, oh my god. And it's a prime directive thing, because it's two cultures that aren't part of the Federation interacting, and the cocaine addicts want their cocaine, and the cocaine, and the slave masters want their servants. (laughs) So Picard, being a moral character, and this guy I was arguing with, being an idiot, (laughs) (laughs) Picard is all like, Here's how I'm going to solve this. I'm not going to take away your cocaine. And they're like, thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you came to the reasonable decision. And the slave masters are like, yeah, you came to the reasonable decision, Picard. We got you. We got you. And Picard's like, but I'm not going to give you your uh, ship fixing tech. And they're like, what? It's like, I'm not obligated to. It was uh, it was like basically a gratuity thing we were going to do to help you. 
and we choose not to. And he's like, you have to. And it's like, I don't have to do anything. That'd be interfering with your culture. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, but without it, our entire fleets will stop. And it's like, yeah, your entire fleets will stop. We won't be able to get our cocaine. It's like, that's right. You won't. We'll all stop being able to take it within about a generation. He's like, we'll die. It's like, no. You'll go through withdrawals. You won't die. It's like, you've damned us. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So Picard, using the Prime Directive, being an intelligent character with compassion, saves an entire species from being, in, from being coke addicts. Uh, by being clever and by doing the opposite of what Dear Doctor did. So whoever it was that was, ar- that was arguing about Picard letting people die because of the Prime Directive, you're an idiot. Yeah. You don't know the first thing about Star Trek. Yeah, I think the only thing that I noticed in the episode was like, after their first encounter when they're going back to their ship, Jane would like authorize the use of like phaser type threes and they, she takes phaser type tools only, and like that's it. Like, they never shoot a goddamn person. No, but they take phasers tools and then threes, even after the authorization. Right? Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't awesome. Did you lose those props? Those pro- Okay, one, those props are cheap, and two, the better ones from first contact are expensive. Yeah. Uh, there's an episode later on where they get uh, spacesuits for the Demon Planet episode, and the spacesuits are the suits they use in First Contact, and they cost several, I think like several thousand dollars of prop work, so they had to be really careful using them, because if they got damaged in any way, that was it. They're fucked. Those are movie quality props. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my only comment about Phage. Again, it's a Prime Directive comment. This is not a Prime Directive scenario. Much uh, Chuck says this in the SF debriefing. Very much like the Borg, the Vidians are not a Prime Directive issue because the Vidians have, by their very nature, declared everyone that isn't a Vidian their enemy. Yeah. The, the Borg treats every species that isn't Borg as spare parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Borg, by their very existence, have stated a universal hostility to the rest of the galaxy. You're either on the Borg side, or you're meat for the grinder. Like, you, don't, you can't be neutral. Same yeah. with the Vidians. You can't be neutral with the Vidians. You're either a Vidian or you're food. Yeah. So there, there's, like, there, not... there is no way of getting around that. It is total war. Um, which is just, you know, yeah. That's not Prime Directive. That has nothing to do with the Prime Directive. This is a hostile, ravaging species just like the Borg that you yeah. have to deal with on a case-by-case basis. There's no big guiding rule. And curing the phage uh, on errand of mercy has nothing to do with the prime directive. It'd be like fixing the Borg so they stop being a sim- so they stop being reaving vampires. It'd be an inherently good thing. Star Trek isn't doesn't have drama and complication from people being screwed by following the letter of the law. Yeah. Which again, I'm not surprised this came up in an RPG Discord because RPG people um, there's a certain subset of them that get their dicks hard for following the letter of the law as if it's like a cute little like, huh, the letter of the law screwed me, so I, I had to find a clever around. It's like, stuff it's all with the spirit of things. The spirit of exploration. The spirit of discovery. That's the whole reason they send people and not automated drone systems. They even say it in maybe Enterprise, or it might have been TNG, or TOS even, because there's a couple times in all three of those that it comes up. Where it's like, why don't you have probes out here? And it's like, we think that discovery and exploration and the spirit of, of and the spirit of the of human endeavor require a living set of eyes to experience it for the first time and to engage with it. It has nothing to do with efficiency. It, it's much less efficient. Yeah. 
but it's what what else is the point to existing if we don't have people who have eyes on these things to tell people about that's an interesting point have you heard the theory that i forget where i saw it online but there's the theory that like star trek is i'm not going to say an actual tv show in universe but is basically like a tv show in universe because can you imagine being in a society where all your food is taken care of all your like all your needs are taken care of medically mm-hmm. food everything shelter like literacy's full like you stop i don't want to say you stop advancing but you almost do stop advancing because there's no drive. Well, there's two. There's two, okay. There are, there are two schools of thought on that. I mean, this is the there's, argument now. Yeah, <laughs> there, this is the argument. There's now. no. So as I was saying, this art article or YouTube or whatever I was watching a while ago was saying, like at a certain point, there's no drive to do better, to do anything, to do things, and so they're saying, well, Star Trek is them being like, well, go out and explore things and see things. So like, see something new because we're not doing anything new here. We're just stagnating. Okay, so I fundamentally disagree with that, but I do get what you're saying. I, I don't. I'm not I saying know, I, I agree with it. I'm oh, just yeah, saying no, this. I, is, I got you. Yeah. So okay, Th- this is something. It's a school of thought you'll get from. I'm gonna say Americans, because that's commonly where I where I hear it from. Where it's like, if you provide a basic income, if you provide a safety net, if you provide social services and socialism. You'll get people who are lazy and mooch off the system and never want to be anything. It's this super ultra-cynical oh, viewpoint that doesn't match up with the rest of the world and the rest of reality. Yeah. Where if you provide people with their basic needs and a safety net and the things they need to be able to not have to stress out about just surviving from day to day, they flourish. Yeah. And, and they push forward and, <coughs> and they... Pardon? <coughs> yeah. Or, you know any of the Nordic countries or Europe or whatever. Oh yeah, I know yeah. I just wanted to give a call back to those idiots that were saying we were evil for making people not be poor in uh, yeah. the other game. Yeah. So the, the idea is that if people's needs are met, they don't stagnate. They, they flourish. Oh, no, because I they can. Oh yeah, I, I'm not coming from know, this I thinking know, that that's your point of view. People flourish. They, they want to do better. They want to learn more. You know, if I didn't have to work for a living, I, I would pursue different things. I would start business ventures. I, I would go into hobbies I really enjoyed and spend time on it. You know, uh, you'd be doing this, you know, four this hours a day. Or, I've always yeah. wanted to go into jewelry making. Yeah, and jewelry make, yeah. Just stuff like that. And Trick is the ultimate example of that because they as a society got past this idea that people are inherently lazy, which is... A lot of where that comes from. And they were like, no, people are good. And we've provided everything for everyone. And now that everyone has it, the, the bar has been raised. Yeah. You know, people wake up every day in the Federation not looking for, uh, you know, what they can get the next day or, or what they need. They, look up, they wake up every day thinking of what they can do for everyone else. Which, um, going to the Orville, it was stated, it's mentioned fairly briefly in one episode and just kind of brushed over but they mention they don't use currency yeah. in any of their worlds their currency quote-unquote is reputation yeah which is i feel like that's basically what star trek trek does have a reputation kind of set up as well a lot of yeah. the rpgs and video games run off reputation yeah and it's a concept that goes to most post-scarcity science fiction settings even eclipse space has a reputation system and it's yeah. super post-scarcity and depending they, on where you are now some of the restrictions yeah. apply Bio, yeah, but I, I think that, as you say, that's 
Thanks. Like, society would keep moving forward, and you'd end up with a, that reputational thing where, you know, I've explored this, <clears throat> I've done this, I'm creating this. Look at, like... The best example I, and, I can toss out to that is um, in DS9, the main character, Benjamin Sisko, has a dad. And that dad runs a New Orleans, like, Creole restaurant in uh, San... In, in New Orleans, I think. I think it's just in New Orleans. Is it, or is it San Francisco? It's in San Francisco. In San Francisco. And people are like, oh, why isn't someone else there? How did he get that restaurant? And it's like, he has the space. He tells people he wants to provide a service, this restaurant. And every time we see the restaurant, it's full of people who are there eating food. Money's not being exchanged here. No. People really like his food, and their lives are being enriched by it. And he and likes thinking yeah, the food. His life is being enriched by doing it, and he's making use of that space in a way that's constructive for everyone. It's you know, it's it's providing something to the community. Yeah. It's not about making a profit or making the most optimal use of the space. They've gone beyond this really cynical and petty viewpoint that things have to make something for someone, and things can't just exist to enrich someone's lives. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that restaurant. I'm sure if that restaurant was unpopular, he would be asked to go to a smaller space and someone else might get a chance at yep. it. And if there wasn't enough space on earth to have his restaurant, we've seen Maybe time and time again, space. we've yeah. seen time and time again from TOS to TNG to DS9, even on Enterprise, that people go to the frontier explicitly for that. That's what the Maki was all about. Uh, people left Earth and the comfort of Earth and how it's basically paradise and it's easy to be a good person in paradise. They went to the ragged edge of Federation space to make something, to make a planet that maybe today isn't a great planet. Maybe in their kids' generation will be a great planet. But something that their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, could be a paradise like Earth. Yeah. Because why not? Why not spread that ideal everywhere and put the effort in? In their lifetime, they might not ever see the fruits of that labor being on the ragged edge of the frontier, yeah. but someone will, and they add it to the, to the quality of the universe. Yeah. There are other examples, too. Picard's uh, horrible brother, who's like the worst human being on the planet. You, you have to see the episode of Picard's brother. He's a nightmare. Okay. He's like... Imagine Professor Snape if Professor Snape wasn't so uh, human. Okay. <laughs> He's a crotchety old bastard. He runs a vineyard in France? In France? In France. It's like this huge winery. It has acres and acres of land that's been in the Picard family for like 500 years. Because remember, Picard, English man. English yeah. Earl Grey T. Picard is a Frenchman. Yep, yep, of course. I love that he tried to do the accent originally. Oh and it, was, my God. it was just a, a character and they were just, just talking normally. Yeah, apparently that vineyard and the wine that it makes and, and the culture and the fact that it's been there for 500 years and it has old buildings and there's no technology really there. It's all wood and metal and, and it looks like a rustic village. Yeah. That apparently adds a lot of like culture and quality to people's lives. People like working the vineyard. People like drinking the wine. People like asking him for it. And he likes running it and keeping the legacy going. And the fact that you can say this vineyard's been around for 500 years, this yeah. vineyard's been, is older than warp travel. Yeah. That yeah. adds something to the tapestry of Federation culture. And that's what they value. Talking real life, um, I have a friend whose dad was in the military for quite a number of years. And then when he retired from the military, he, you know, he gets a decent pension and he's happy, but he still wants to do something. Like, he's like, I'm not ready to fully retire. So he got a job working on a hotel. And he was head of maintenance at that hotel. And doing really well at it. He liked it. You know, he worked 
I want to say he was putting in over 40 hours a week at this place. Like, but he liked it. You know, it was fun for him. And he was good at it. And then the hotel manager or owner was like, hey, you got to start working more. And the guy goes, okay, well, I'm already putting in over 40 hours. I have a kid. I have a grandkid on the way. You know, I'll do it if you pay me more, but I'm really not here for the money. I'm kind of just here because I like doing this. And the owner goes, I'm not paying you more and you have to do the hours otherwise you're fired. And so this guy's like, okay, fuck you, I'm out. Like I, Good luck I, finding anyone who's gonna like, work even half the hours yeah, I was already working. Yeah, because he was working for very little pay. I know that for a fact. Yeah. And he was working way more hours than he was getting paid for. And he was doing, he actually got that um, a while ago, like two years before this happened. He went to the owner and said, hey, uh, there's a government rebate currently for LED light bulbs. And the owner said, that's nice. What does it matter to me? And he says, well, we currently spend like $15,000 a month on electricity in this hotel. And the owner says, okay. And he goes, we could bring that number down to eight or 9,000 a month if we use LEDs or even less possibly. And the owner says, okay. And he goes, okay, well, I need this much money to buy the LEDs and then we get a rebate. And the owner says, I'm not giving you any money. We can't afford it. And he goes- I just explained to you how much it saves yeah, you yeah, money. Yeah, we're gonna save a whole bunch of money. And the owner goes, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it. So he goes and he goes out of his pocket, buys LEDs for every light bulb in that hotel, out of his pocket, sends in all the rebates, gets all the money he paid, out of pocket back plus some gives that money to the hotel and says i just took it out as an expense and because my balance sheet now says i took let's say you know a thousand dollars out but it was my own money and then the government rebated me a thousand dollars and fifty here's fifty dollars back to you and the owner goes what how and he's like this is what i told you i was gonna like you should have done but I just did it instead of... You just cut your electricity bill in half, yeah, idiot. Yeah, I just cut your electricity bill in half and gave you a check for X amount of dollars. <laughs> you know, but I had to use my own money for a week because you wouldn't do it. And the owner's like, oh, okay. So then fast forward two years later, he gets fired. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to go to another hotel or do another thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just wanting to do something with my life. People like to keep busy. People exactly. love that. When they have their needs met, they want to. They keep want to doing stuff. People yep. have the natural urge to do. Yep. And the funniest thing is, is he got called a week later, and the owner was like, almost in tears on the phone or something, like begging. He's like, "I need you to come fix this. This is broken. This is broken. This is damaged. This is this." And he goes, "I'm sorry, I don't work there anymore. You're gonna have to call." You know, like this repair person he was going to cost you this much. He was much. like doing all the plumbing, all the electrical, right? all the like, all these different jobs. And he's like, "You're going to call. You're going to need to call these people." And the guy's like, "I don't know their numbers. I don't know." He's like, "I'm sorry. Like, I left you all of my notes. I left you everything. I too bad." And the guy's like, "They're charging me two hundred bucks an hour, three hundred bucks an hour for you know fixing these things." And he's like, "Oh, so." you don't want to pay people that much like you're paying me maybe 20 something bucks an hour and that's too bad but yeah no as you say people want to do things they want to 
that nobody or there's very few people I should say because there are some people that just want to do diddle shit but and is that wrong and this is where you'll get the people like yeah why should I be doing stuff to support those people it's like whatever man yeah worry about something those people like if, if all your okay needs. like if both if all your needs are met not because you're supporting yourself but just all your needs are met not someone else is supporting you like someone 300 years ago created a technology that you just press a button and you get all your food you want for the rest of your life with just the press of a button and that was created 300 years ago that guy's paid he's well off his family's doing well you don't care about them so all your needs are met are you saying you know if you do a service like let's say you really like cooking so you go out and you be a chef as you were saying in your example are that you doesn't gonna, support the person who's are, being lazy. Are you going like, to deny that lazy person coming into your restaurant because you're just like, no, I'm not going to serve you. And then they're just going to go out and press a button and get food from somewhere else. Like, that's... How is that so supporting sense. a and lazy also, person? Like, Pointless cynicism. Most people... Yeah. People are lazy, but they'll find other things they like doing. Yeah. Like... People that say that are often people who don't consider, you know, art to be a thing. It's like, oh, it's just a fucking hobby. They're, they're not doing any jobs. It's like, yeah. they're, yeah, creating, the they're, 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 they're um, contributing to society as a whole. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. These people who, who think they worship STEM, but in reality don't really do anything. And don't think the arts or, or philosophy or any of that stuff contributes to society, even though that's like the backbone of it. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. That's uh, the rant for this. Episode. Yeah, that's that's the rant there. Um Yeah. Good episode. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so there's probably gonna be a pretty big hiatus here, listeners, as if you followed along for the last what, three episodes, I think it's been three or four. Yeah. Uh, Kevin has not been as present. He started a new job and has been very schedule mixed up. And Ian will not be around for the next little while uh, for various uh, reasons. Yeah, tiny one on the way. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to tell the fucking there. listeners, these yes. fucking people. Yeah, Ian's having a kid yeah. coming, so Ian will be not around for a little bit. So this show might go on hiatus, which yep. eh, it's fine. If your list, if if your mother is going into labor right now, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> My grieving mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, that was good. That was uh, Star Trek Voyager: The Phage. Oh, I guess we should do next time on Star Trek. Oh, shit, let me uh, let me pause this shit up. Okay, and. Next time on Star Trek Intergalactic The Cloud. Right? It's cloud? Yeah. yeah. The, the Voyager's energy reserves are depleted completely, even though the last episode happened. So they find a cloud. There's energy in that nebula, and the Voyager is going to get it. They're going to fly in, shoot first, ask questions later, and completely ignore that it's a giant amoeba in space. That's the reveal. You've seen it. It was 20 years ago. <laughs> Next episode, The Cloud. There's coffee in the nebula. There's coffee in the yeah. There's coffee in the nebula. Coffee in the yeah. We know. <laughs> anyway, and I was Devin the GM. Nicole. Peter. Ian. And this is sponsored by nobody. Signing off.